I think what Aaron just said, linking back to your website or your blog or whatever you have. Uh, and then another big thing would be to to make sure that you have those the right captions in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't just upload things to, to your board with no context whatsoever. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian, Aaron, and Franklin. Hello and welcome to episode 002 or episode 2 of the Marketing Natives, the official podcast for Bit Branding. Today we're talking about how florists can use Pinterest to grow their audience online. A couple of items we're going to cover today are boards for inspiration, uh, how to build your portfolio on Pinterest, um, and then some education tips and we'll even jump into some wedding stuff. Stuff, I like that. <laughs> yes. Good stuff. The show notes say something different. That's why they're laughing on here. They want to clarify that. Now, who is this podcast or this episode directed to in particular? All right. So that's a great question, Christian. So this is a perfect podcast for those of you who are on Pinterest um, who are just getting started. Maybe you've been on it for a while. You just haven't posted or maybe you're thinking about jumping on Pinterest. Right. Specifically for florist, floral shops. Yes. Shops. Awesome. Let's get right into it. Number one. All right. So number one is boards for inspiration. Uh, what we see going on with it, with Pinterest right now is that a lot more people are going there instead of Google to find inspiration for things or they're searching there instead of Pinterest. So it's kind of replacing Google search because it's all visual. Most people are visual. I know Christian Franklin are because they're creative guys, but you can go there and find a lot more ideas than just going to the Google search. Right. Uh, specifically because people can tag those specific inspirations or anything that's in line with that topic that you're searching for on Pinterest uh, versus Google uses an algorithm. And if you search for flowers, you might come up with some picture like Eddie Murphy or something like that. It's not specific, uh, whereas Pinterest, they will be like niched based off of what you search for. Right. So diving a little bit deeper here. What would you recommend a flower shop to have for inspiration on their boards? Or Right, so you need to go a little bit deeper into their target audience. So, I mean, Pinterest, we're going to talk about wedding stuff. We'll get to that a little bit later. But um, what is that demographic looking at on here? I'm guessing a guy, you guys are probably not on Pinterest looking for flowers or anything, but go into... Uh, I mean, if it's Valentine's Day, day maybe. That's, that's yeah. true. Mother's okay. Day. That's true. Right. I haven't done it yet, so I can't really say for me. But finding different boards, and I would say to niche down as much as possible about um, boards looking for those for that target audience. Um, for example, we talk a lot, or we put on here, like Valentine's Day or prom, finding specific ideas or inspiration for those audiences and niching down to different boards because it can get a little, um, what is the right word? a lot of complication or too many people out there with that are creating the same thing. So if you niche down to prom or Valentine's day, then so you're wanting them to do individual boards for these particular special events, if you will. Correct. Okay. Yes. So specifically you would have one for prom, you would have one for weddings, you would have one for mother's day inspiration or, and these are, these are original images or also a, a, a mesh of 
other people who are also posting other things right. for inspiration, right? Yes. So it's a so combination th- of both. Yes, you want to do a combination of both. And one thing that we're not going to touch on, but it is important is to, if possible, um, you should have a website, but linking this to your website and pulling those images, those high quality images, I think that goes without saying, you need to have the high quality images pulled directly to your website. Because if somebody says, say Franklin's over here looking for something for Valentine's Day, he's find something he wants for chastity, he can go and see that pin and then go directly to the website to purchase it. And you want to make sure that that's connected. But you do also want to get people who have some influence in the area uh, or or just in general on Pinterest. And you want their stuff to be on your board as well. Okay. So kind of like what our second point is, which is actually like to build your portfolio on there as well. Uh, building a portfolio on Pinterest looks like you actually using images that you've taken and creating a board specifically called portfolio of your work. Now you can create those uh, those inspirational boards inside of your portfolio if you want and niche them down. Or these are the things that I'm using for my Valentine's Day inspiration. Right, you're, you're calling it a portfolio, but technically it would be their products. More. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And then inside of that, you can link back to your website, like Aaron said. Um, well, what are some, what are some ideas that you guys have as far as like what can be done specifically about your portfolio that you guys think would benefit? I think what Aaron just said, linking back to your website or your blog or whatever you have. Uh, and then another big thing would be to, to make sure that you have those, the right captions in there. Uh, mm-hmm. don't just upload things to, to your board with no context whatsoever. Right. Add some context, add some keywords. Otherwise, people are not going to find it. If they're searching for that on, on Pinterest, they're not going to find it. Right. And one other thing that um, a lot of people aren't using right now on Pinterest is pretty new uh, within the last three or four months is do videos. Uh, you can actually upload uh, your YouTube channel there or you can link them directly from your website and create videos specifically to what you're doing. So, for example, building an arrangement may catch the interest at first. Um and they may watch that video and then stay on your page, follow you, and may come back for other things. But if you do a video, you're standing out right now on Pinterest because there's not a lot of people using it, um, especially for a florist. It's uh, just cool, maybe a time lapse of how you've created something for Valentine's Day or for prom. Nice. And then they can even go into using uh, other applications that create cinemagraphs that are the still images that still have motion in them that you can save as video. That's dope. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I would say if you're on Pinterest, you would want to do a do-it-yourself type videos. And that's mm. what's really most popular right there on Pinterest is it's doing those little projects on your own and teaching people. So if anything, I would do more of teaching people how to do a certain arrangement or, or things that maybe, I don't know, you can do a per- paper mache, a flower. How to tie a bow would be really big. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. I think I, I want to add something else here, and uh, I guess our next point talks about more of education, uh, inspiration, and other things. But uh, I would say even for a, for a florist, not to just have floral things on all of their Pinterest stuff. Uh, they can you know venture out to some other little niches uh, within the floral community. I mean, you you go to I feel like there's a place in Independence, Kansas, where Aaron and I are from that. I think I'm not sure, but it was a floral shop. But you go in there, and you can also buy little things, little trinkets, or or you know things for the desk, or and they're all sort of flower related. You can say they look kind of florally. So 
I mean, don't just do you know your products. Uh, maybe do some stuff around your your shop or your store. Um, it doesn't have to be all sell, sell, sell. Right. Basically right. Exactly. Say. I think that's a really good point. There is that. Um, if they're going to go look at flowers, absolutely, they're going to go check you out. But they may find you by accident by looking at something else. So what Christian pointed out, I mean, absolutely, the flower shop here in Allen, they have a bunch of stuff in the store that's not flowers as well. It's like, right. you know, those signs that would go on. Mm-hmm. It's very eclectic. Yep. You know, you put that on your door. You put it outside in your garden. Those types of things that they make sense for your type of audience. Right. And also that, that brings a, brings an idea to myself is thinking that maybe they can do something as far as trying to figure out different ways that flowers can be used. Like if there is a hair piece that can be created, they can create specific hair pieces or bracelets or boutonnieres for that matter. You can create like a inspirational board specifically on boutonnieres and things like that. Um, Boutonnieres that leads me to talking. I don't want to jump into. I don't think I even heard that word before. Boutonniere? Boutonniere? Yeah, it's for prom. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, the, it's like that the thing, little, the, the little, little flower, pill, thing. the little flower. We're all making hand gestures <laughs> towards <laughs> our shoulders right now. Boutonniere. Gotcha. Um, one thing that I do want to say is um, we're talking about education, inspiration. All those things are great, and they can bring people over to you. But um, creating a lead magnet, which we'll explain a little bit. A lead magnet is something that you give away for free just in exchange for like an email address. And you could do those videos that Christian was talking about on how to create a floral assessment or something like make it a cool like infographic because that's really native to Pinterest as well. Step by step, you know, make it three or four steps for somebody to create something really cool. It doesn't have to be floral related, but in your niche, get that email address so that you can market to them later and using Pinterest as an avenue to do something like that as well. Right. Right, right. So the next thing that we have on here to talk about is probably one of the most popular things that is going on on Pinterest. And I think Christian used it, used the term while ago, a while ago, that Pinterest is a new bride's best friend. Uh, I would I would almost dare to say that 50 percent of the content on Pinterest is for brides. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say, yeah, absolutely. At least 50%. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, even people who are not married, we talked about this on a previous show that we had brain 10, which you guys, if you've watched the pilot episode, we kind of talked about, um, we did an episode on that where we were talking about when I got engaged, Brina had been working or looking at that Pinterest or creating that board for a while, like six or eight months, like after we not after we started dating, but six or eight months, even before I proposed. Mm-hmm. So there's people creating, girls are creating this content because that's like a dream of theirs. They already know what wedding they're going to have. So did, so, I had sidebar, did she know that you were going to propose? I mean, we'd been together for a little while. So she's like, <laughs> okay, this has got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the moment that she had that idea, she went straight to Pinterest. Yep. And you know what? I, I would have to say that Chastity did the same thing. But... Uh, it's definitely a place where you can go and dive in and actually type in specific styles along with the word wedding and definitely find different um, different ideas, different inspiration for yeah, uh, absolutely. for and, weddings. Yeah, and I, I think that, that that's going to be our tip for, for Floor Shop is to not just do a general topic with wedding, uh, diving a little bit deeper and do something you know, like yellow and gray wedding. Or a hippie wedding, or bohemian wedding, bohemian wedding, um, black and white, white wedding. That's exactly. Country uh, weddings are yeah, huge. and make boards for 
each of these individual uh, wedding types or wedding uh, themes. Exactly. Because uh, that's the only way you're going to win at this game. Because, uh, I mean, I was, like we said, 50% of the pins are, are going to be wedding related. <laughs> so you have to stand out a little bit. Right. And to do that, you have to just niche down. Right. And I would say that even collaborating with people who do other things with weddings, so you got DJs, you have people who do the wedding venues, all of those people, um, you would want to reach out to them and kind of tag your pieces on their boards and vice versa because uh, you guys could really create a community to help each other out. I know a florist that's really a lot easier for you to do because sometimes people ship flowers across the country. So you could be a local florist and ship your flowers to an event coordinator, you know, halfway across the country uh, for this wedding. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any any last tips or anything regarding Pinterest? No, not that I can think Get of. Get out there and try it out and stay consistent. We didn't really talk about how yeah. much you should post yeah. on there, but try to get in at least. Yes, <laughs> a lot. try to get in five posts a day. I know it sounds overwhelming. Uh, try just one post a day right now, but eventually get to seven posts a, a day just because that's what your audience is there and they want to consume it. So if this becomes your main platform, you really need to check it out. All right, we want to thank you guys again for tuning in to the Marketing Natives. This was episode 002 on how a florist can use Pinterest to grow their audience. We truly appreciate you guys listening, and if you've listened this far into it, we'd love for you guys to hit that subscribe button. Uh, please leave us a rating and review, an honest one. We just want some feedback so we can continue to create great content for you. Also, there are some buttons if you're on iTunes in the bottom right-hand corner. Go ahead and click those. Click share and share this with a friend. All right, that's it. See you guys next time. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.